When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, we return to the city of Migspill, whose cathedral we just cleared up, to do another of the Seven Goblins series of adventurers, Seven Goblins Part 3, Tenengar the Axe. You're about to find yourself deeply involved in the grim spectacle unfolding in the Witherport. Start adventure. Bark on this the handling of Tangar, the hanging of Tangar the Axe, a fearsome goblin war chief, a near legendary enemy of humankind, the spectacle has attracted much attention in the growing Witherport. Now, who is Tangar the Axe? The fearsome mountain goblin war chief, known as Tangar the Axe, has achieved near legendary status for his many bold and cruel incursions into the realm of man. Though not a large goblin by any measure, the deceptively strong master of the axe has long overseen a large horde of his vile kin and won several remarkable victories over substantial human forces. Over the past decades, decades sightings of the feared goblin chief and his vicious minions have been few and far between and have occurred mostly on the outlying fringes of the kingdom. It has been long believed that Tanga and his brother, the equally called Zawamog, have a peculiar, particular thirst for vengeance against Thane Porrand of Twithic. Porrand is thought to have slain his father, the legendary Orthrock, back when he was a Tusan army scout patrolling the kingdom's western frontier. Okay, who is Zawamog? Zawamog. Zawamog. This brutal goblin warrior though speciality is the blow, bow and the broadsword, is the brother of the legendary war chief, Tarangar the Axe. It is rumoured that Zawamark and Tarangar had a rather nasty falling out in recent years, and the two mountain goblins now, now view one another as bitter rivals of the power among the scattered goblin bands wandering the fringes of the kingdom. It has long been believed that both Zagamog and Toranga have particular thirst for vengeance against Dane Porrand of Twithy. Porrand is thought to have slain their father, the legendary Othawok, when he was a Tishan scout, army scout patrolling the kingdom's whistle. Dear, now who is Othawok? Othawok. This legendary mount, mountain goblin war chief long ruled over the many goblin clans and inhabited the wild, more remote regions of the kingdom. 
It says that Orthogoth was slain by Thane Porrand when the Thane was a young Tissan army scout patrolling the kingdom's western frontier. Orthogoth's sons, Taragar and Zagorok, have thirsted for vengeance against Thorbrand since their father's demise. Alright, let's get back to the game. You find yourself towards the back of a sizable crowd that has been gathered in the smaller quadrangle adjacent to the city's main square. At the north end of the quadrangle, rising above the heads of those present to witness the grim enemy, is the unsettling spectre of the gallows. The wood of the gallows and its platforms has been darkened by the early morning rain, giving it, giving it an even more sinister appearance than usual. Lined up at the back of the platform, their heads covered by cloth sacks, are five goblins that are to be hung this day. In the middle of the five, out of a slighter build than his doomed kin, stands Taragar the Axe. The hands and feet of the five wicked creatures have been bound with rope to ensure that their date with the hangman's noose will be kept. The light drizzle that's been falling for the last few minutes becomes a bit steadier during your groan from several around you. You were keen to see the five cursed slayers put to death. About time to be on with it, grumbles a man sitting next to you as a stream of rain pours off the brim of his leather hat. Already too much ceremony given to these to those beasts. A woman to your left nods in agreement and musters a curse direct to the five goblins on the platform. Though you have not heard all the details, you did catch wind of a woman shortly after entering Whitsburg. The town guard and several members of this vicious court horde were captured following a raid on the nearby village of Duramir early this very morning. As fortune would have it, a brave band of broad parades were passing near to the village when the attack came. After a lengthy and brutal fight, the goblin attackers scattered. But Tarangar and several of his more staunch minions were taken alive. A short man in a heavy tunic, his head covered by a wide-brimmed leather hat, pushes in next to you and sighs. He slowly shakes his head as he places his gloved hands on his lips. A strong message to send to Goblin, he says. In a low voice, his head turned partly in your direction. Pity, though, that few goblins are likely... Likely to be watching. A pity again. They hang the one one. His words startle you. When he tips up the brim of his leather hat. And looks at you for a fleeting moment. Your heart skips a beat. Beneath the wide brimmed hat. Is the leering face. Of a mountain goblin. <gasps> Despite your mere desire to reveal this creature. And raise your alarm. Something inexplicable stays your hand. Your moment straight is rewarded. When several le- seconds later, the goblin again speaks. Let's talk over here, he says, mentioning to a deserted corner of the quadrangle, behind you to your left. We must hear what you must hear what I have to say. There is not much time. Reluctantly, but with your interest piqued, you lodge your consent and watch as the disguised goblin ambles off to the isolated corner. When he's been gone for nearly a minute, you turn and stroll over to where he waits, and immediately Mactamanti explained himself. The goblin seems fearful in his presence, but he introduces himself as Kurlock. He also admits to knowing who we are. It is not a goblin long for this world who does not know of those humans we must rightfully fear. 
Apparently there's a lot of them that don't. He says, alluding to the fact that he and his kin are aware of your growing reputation as an adventurer. I seek to strike a bargain. Help me to free Tawangar, and I shall lead you to the villages that were captured in this way. I can. You angrily cut off the goblin and demand... And to know why you shouldn't, why you shouldn't reveal it at once. Well, it is in effect, you step back and assume a guarded posture. It was not our band that attacked the village, cries the guard in his fear. And so, Dargar did not lead the wag on his village. It was his brother, Zagamov. Zagamov and his war party could hold at least a dozen villages in their camp. With our help, you can find them before they meet a bad end. You demand that Kirillok reveal to you where Zagamov's camp is. The goblin refuses. Help me to free free Taragar, and the and the two of us will lead you to it. If Taragar meets his end on the rope, I'll sooner cut my own throat than slink back into wilds. You must help me. You must trust me. Despite your misgivings regarding dealing with this goblin, his voice leads you to believe he's telling the truth. But I can check using divination. Oh, it failed. Not able to determine anything further regarding the goblin or his motives. Though something inexplicable leads you to believe he is telling you what he believes to be the truth. Okay. Reluctantly, you agree to help Kurlock in his efforts to help Tarangar escape from the gruesome fate that immediately awaits him at the end of the hangman's rope. While your involvement in the Enterprise doesn't rest easily with you, you rationalise the effort with knowledge that that you will make out justice to Kurluk and Tawagar, if necessary, should things not go as planned. Apart from the somewhat daunting tax that now is directly in front of you, it's shilling thought that dozens of Doramir citizens just in the clutch of the goblins that waded their village. If, if Kurluk has indeed spoken the truth, as you suspect he has, you are low to let pass an opportunity to rescue innocent people who are likely to draw their last breath before the day is out. There isn't much time, grumbles the goblin, waiting for a pouch tied to his bow. Let me cause a stir, and you fetch Tarragor down for gallows. He's the one in middles. I care nothing for the others. Let them hang if, if they cannot free themselves. Taken aback by his plain and un, un, unapologetic discard for a low skin, Bride yourself, you were seeking to find and free the human captives he's told you about. Tilkrot seems essential to stay and it's quick to tell you the echoes your sentiments regarding the natural partnership. Let us free Targar and fire the humans, he grumbles. I too long to be done with this. The goblin hands you a cough clown. You immediately recognise its importance and don the article, hoping it will be enough to hide your face during the events that are about to unfold. Tugger moves off to the western outside of the quadrangle, and you head to the eastern edge, waiting for whatever diversion he is planning to take effect. Your pulse quickens as you make your way along the outskirts of the crowd, when you note that the five goblins on the platform are being moved to place. The condemned creatures now stand directly in front of the thick loops of rope that will soon snap their necks. Nearly halfway to the gallows, when a loud explosion from the far side of the square causes you to jump. A thick cloud of red and grey smoke rises up from the western edge of the quadrangle. The crowd scatters, shrieking alarm. You immediately realise you've just witnessed Kurlok's diversion. 
quickly note with great relief. An explosion has taken place in an empty portion of the square. No one has been harmed by the ear-shattering blast. Several guardsmen who stationed in front of the gallows set off in the direction of the explosion. The three guards standing on the platform quickly descend and take up positions in front of the wooden structure. As the crowd be- continues to rush away from the billowing cloud of smoke, you turn your attention to the task of getting Telga off the hangman's platform. So I've got, there's a lot of options here. There's illusion at 40, telekinesis at 50, gazing at 50, fevery at 50, destruction at 60, shadow magic at 50, and elementalism at 50. Mm, I'm going to use illusion. Oh, oh, it failed. Having failed it at your attempted action, you must now try to slip onto the hangman's platform and free Tanga. You slip forward through the scattering cloud. Your eyes focused on the five bound figures standing as still as death atop the hangman's platform. When you are within 20 yards of the gallows, you move to your right and approach the wane-darkened wooden structure from the side, out of sight from the guards stationed before it. You reach the edge of the platform and climb up onto its sturdy surface. With the guards still oblivious to your presence, you set about the work, work of doing the Doing, doing the and doing the rope that, bi- that binds Tarangar. There's a pick here. A bonus of 45. 10 from agility. 10 from luck. 10 from mind. Because I can understand these really complicated knots. And 15 from feathery. Got to get 100 or more. Let's see what happens. Success! Whew. You breathe a sigh of relief as the rope that binds Talangar comes up, comes undone. As his bonds slip to the ground, the goblin war chief casts off the cloth sack that covers his head and snarls savagely. You can quickly tell Talangar that you're with Kirlok and his eyes now for a moment. Perhaps realising there is no time for discussion, the mountain war chief nods and leaps down from the platform. Fleeing west out the chaos on the corridor, waiting till he's reached the edge of the square before washing off in pursuit. As you pass out the square, you find yourself running a breakneck pace, fast on the heels of Koak and his legendary chief. Ooh. The three of you exchange no words as you dash wildly through the wind-swept streets of the Witherport, never certain if you're actually being pursued, but never daring to slow down and find out. As you reach the riverside area, known as the Lower Wharfs, Kirk leads you and Targa down to an overgrown path next to one of the larger piers. There, in the tall grass that grows the edge of the river, lies a small rowboat. It's immediately obvious to you that this must be the means by which the goblin underling entered Mixville. Kirk pushes the craft into the water and Targa leaps in, receiving a long, long-handed axe from beneath his seat. He strokes the weapon's haft and nods at Kirk, as is thanking the lesser goblin for returning a prized possession. You tell Kirk to let Targo know about the problem he made. Much to surprise, the goblin chieftain dismisses your request and nods as he already knows. Get in! snarls Targo, levelling his finger at you as the craft lurches out into the flow. Kirk motions rapidly with his hand for you to climb aboard, with great reluctance, but di- driven by the need to find the captain and humans. You step into the boat and sit between the gob- two goblins. Kawa takes up, up the oars and moves the boat into the swifter water. 
towards the middle of the river. As the, as the small craft is crept, swept along the pier, Turk raises the oars and mutters something to Tarangar in the native tongue of his kin. The fearsome goblin warchief grumbles a single word back at his minions and then turns to you and nods. Thank you, Tarapum. Thank you, human, says Tarangar. If it is your conscience to know that it was not me and my band who attacked that village, for which I was going to hang, Kirk has told, told you of my promise, Alhamark. He is a true terror now, a danger to humans and goblins. His method, his method and choice of targets invite human revenge on all goblindom. He is not content with peace on the fringe of the human kingdom. I was attempting to turn him from the village when the rangers came upon us. Yeah, so he's learnt that if he make if he he knows if he kicks up too much fuss, Dane Bowen's gonna come. So come out of his keep and kick their asses. And if he's busy, he'll just send me to do the ass kicking instead. Of course, it's not really kicking; it's more stabbing. And not, ex and not exclusively restricted to asses either. You make it plain to Targar that you're not interested in the affairs of goblins. The only reason for setting him free was so that he and Kurok could lead you to the captives from Gertoramir. There need be no understanding between us, he stares, his hideous face drawing slowly into pleasant here. For I may no longer waste human settlements, but I have no place for your kind. You need not have any place for mine. Alright. Several moments of tense silence follow your exchange with the goblin war chief. At length, you look, you look at the goblin square in his eyes and tell him as he's truly forsaken the legendary cruelty of his dark past. I can change nothing of the past, he grumbles, leering derisively. Those days of bloodshed are dead to me, although it be a little comfort to those who've met my axe. I try to turn down my village, but he would not have it. Then the rangers fell, fell upon us. There was only the fight left. Well, you believe that Targos sent his peers, and that he has indeed given up his war on humanity in exchange for a rugged existence for himself and his kin on the edge of civilization. You realise that words cannot begin for to atone for the wicked deeds of his past. Targos tells you that Karak escaped capture, and he knows the location where Zagamoth and his minions fled. It is lucky for my brother that the rangers were content to capture me, for his force was greatly weakened in the battle. They fled with their captives. My own brother left me for dead. With their captives. Turk, who seems nervous to speak with Tarzan here, breaks his silence and he says he hopes the human captives are alive. We know to Sergeant's even a hint of weakness in the presence of these savage creatures. You make it perfectly clear that their lives depend on fighting the villagers in mines. Toraka the axe glares at your response, but says nothing. Come on, you don't. I don't think you have to be quite so curt with these goblins. <laughs> I mean, th th these are the first goblins you've ever seen that haven't been trying to kill you. <laughs> yes, anyway. Nearly three miles downstream from the Witherport, Kirk manoeuvres the small craft over to the western bank, and the three of you step out into the shallows and drag it ashore. Kirk tells you that Targar and Zagamoth's band 
and stopped in the area of rocky clags two miles south of the village. We must hurry, says Tarangar, as he inspects the blade of his axe. They will not be here for long, if they are here at all. Perhaps they are waiting for someone. The young borrowers who asked the goblin or to whom he is referring to realise any day could dearly cost you the chance to rescue the captive villagers. With that, the three of you set off to the west, across the wooded hills that flank the western shore of the Great Wither Twind. You find right away that you have trouble keeping up with the goblins, as they move swiftly across the rugged, pathless terrain. While you're certainly no stranger to a while, these mountain goblins, having lived their entire lives in the world, have skills that even that eases his past even some of the most legendary human huntsmen. Now and again, Targon Gang stop to wait for you as you struggle through a tangled fears. As you're progressing down from the river, you come to realise these creatures could have long ago given you the slip, or turned on you with murderous intent. It's got obvious to you they are faithfully upholding their end of the bargain made on back on the rainy streets of Migsbrook. The forested hills give way to a thick wood, an area of tall, rocky crags. As you pass in amongst the towering rock formations, Kurok warns you that you are nearing the place where Zagamoth and his horde halted their flight from the village. Taragar grumbles something nearly inaudible and shakes his head. Uh, next. It is at the edge of a broad impression between three towering crags the Kuruk holds up his hand, signalling for you and Targar to hold. The goblin war chief pushes ahead of his minion and gazes down upon something that seems to bring you a moment's worth of pleasing satisfaction. He grins cruelly. You stepped at Kuruk and behold the sight upon which the goblin war chief gazes, standing in the middle of an impression, perhaps a hundred yards away, or at least two dozen mountain goblin warriors. At first your heart stinks as you see no sign of the human captives to whom Kurok alluded. However, as you cast your eyes northward to the far side of the depression, you spot a row of bowed humans seated on the ground. You count 14 prisoners, men and women, and all of them still alive. Zawak! grumbles Tarragar, wrapping you on the arm and extending... His, his clawed figure in the direction of a large, brutish goblin, pushing his way through the ranks of minion. Suddenly, your gaze retreats from the lips and figure of the lone goblin warrior and falls upon a lone figure moving into the impression from the east. A human. Your eyes widen and your pulse quickens as you immediately recognise the bald-headed man in the red tunic moving purposely towards the line of captives. It is the necromancer you previously encountered in the hills near Tillwall. Redcoat, snarls Targa, as he derisively eyes the necromancer. Know him? He asks the guy what he knows of the man called Redcoat. He seems reluctant to say very much. He does tell you, however, the man has long paid goblins handsomely for human captives. He's a powerful caster, says the goblin chief flexing his hand on the, on the haft of his axe. He is known to the goblins as Redcoat, or Red Demon. He has great power. Anger rises within you as your gaze follows the necromancer while he moves over towards the captives. He strides along the line of bound humans with his head bowed, as if he's closely inspecting them, 
realise only too well and with some dismay. The goblin you stopped with Turgon Hamwell was that you'd be shown the goblin tank. The complex of dealing with Zagomoth, a horde of warriors of his wife and the necromancer, is not an inviting one. The next word out of Tarragas Fang's mouth shall shock you. You deal with Redcoat, and leave the West to me, he growls, turning his gaze from the necromancer back to Zagomoth. Get the humans out of here! Tarot quickly says something in the goblin tongue, apparently in protest. Tarot spoke intentions, but a quick glare from the goblin chief immediately silences him. Wait for my cry. Tarot move off to west, treading stealthily within sight of the of the, the lip of the broad crag flat impression. When the pair of goblins are out of sight, you turn your attention back to the loathsome spectre of the necromancer continues to stride up and down. Found there were humans on the ground before him. For several minutes nothing happened, and you find yourself wondering if perhaps you have at last been betrayed. At any moment you will face a merciless a charging horde of ma- mounting goblins, led by Targo the Axe and his merciless brother. A swill, spine chilling battle cry that echoes off the crags and turns every head in, in the hollow to the west dashes your fears and sends your heart racing. The fearsome call is followed swiftly by a second, then immediately precedes the arrival of Tarangar. The bold goblin warchief strides into view on the western edge of the encampment and levels his axe at Zagomov. He barks something at his brother in the glutteral tongue of goblin kind. Zagomov draws his heavy blade and snarls viciously. The unspoken command rallying all two dozen goblins to his side. You catch sight of Kurlock sulking behind Tarragar, his clawed hand tightly gripping a bow and knife. With a chorus of savage shrieks rising into the air, the goblin horde, led by Zalgoth, charges at T- Tarragar and Kurek. The last thing you've seen before the goblin chief disappears beneath the swarm of his kin is the rapid flash of his great axe. Your attention quickly shifts to an necromancer, who appears to be preparing to take immediate possession of human captives. In light of the unexpected turn of events, you are determined to see that it doesn't happen. You realise you must act with great haste if you deal with the necromancer and get the human prisoners to safety. Let's see, I can use... The options are illusion, telekinesis, archery... Thievery, woodmanship, gating, or shadow magic, whatever that is. The only ones available to me are telekinesis, archery, or woodmanship. I'm going to go for woodmanship, because I have no idea what that will do. You successfully used woodmanship. 128 experience to work this. You move swiftly and noiselessly towards the necromancer. Passing fervently through the long shadows cast by the towering crags that surround your procession, within ten yards of the wicked mage, within ten miles of wicked mage, you wait until his back is turned, then suddenly break cover, bounding over the uneven ground towards your unsuspecting foe. You strike him with a straggling blow, for behind that sends him sprawling to the ground. Before he can regain his feet, you are upon him, determined not to let him escape this time. In surprising display of agility, the necromancer slides out from beneath you and springs to his feet. 
he quickly retreats several steps and stops. Without a word, the necromancer swirls his left hand, and a shadowy Neville gate opens before him. Through the portal stands an armoured skeletal warrior. The fleshless menace tightly grips the hilt of a rusted longsword in his bony fingers. As the necromancer falls back, apparently preparing to make good his escape, the skeleton hisses forward and moves forward to attack. Begin combat with a summoned skeletal warrior. The fearsome skeletal warrior shrieks and hisses as it slashes at you with its rusted blade. Keep fighting it. Keep fighting it. Ooh, you got a tough one. The enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 39 damage. Uh, and it is slain again. 22 XP. The shattered pile of bone at your feet stands as a silent testament to formidable combat powers. With no time to dwell on your victory, however, you leap over the remains of the undead warrior and rush at the fleeing, retreating necromancer. We are within a few yards of the glaring mage, when your advance is unexpectedly intercepted by two more sword-wielding skeletons. The long-dead warriors slide into the path on either side, protecting, protecting their master's arrival. You boldly face the first of this hissing pair. I find a hissing skeleton. It bids to do a brutal stroke... And he's just slain. It's another hissing skeleton. The second skeleton steps over the remains of the first and swipes it with this rusted sword. Also, 21 experience. Yeah, okay. I fight this one. Yeah, the skeleton slashes at you with its short blade. And it is slain. 21 XP. As the skeleton wires to collapse into a heap of bone at your feet, you charge forward. Prepared to engage the retreating necromancer. You're nearly upon the wicked craster. When the, sh- when the ground at his feet suddenly erupts. Showering you both with earth and debris. The massive skeleton of a forest troll rises out of the open ground. And staggers forward to attack. Obeying the cruel will of its master. A troll skeleton. Oh my. He can do trolls too? He has so little reason to do the to murder people and take their skeletons. Does he just like killing people? Does he just like that? That seems to be his only reason. The skeleton, cold skeleton, wakes at you with his long claws, and it is slain. All right. 22 XP. The necromancer swirls his left hand and an inky vortex opens to its right, determined not to let him escape. You sprint into his direction and dive at his feet, catching the heel of his right boots as he's about to disappear into the portal. It's a check. I got a bonus of 60. 40 from might, 10 from body, 10 from spirit. Going to get 75 or more. Let's see what happens. Success! 138. In an amazing display of strength, you tighten your grip on the necromancer's boot and tear the startled mage out of the grip of the portal for which he nearly escaped. You fling your flow to your ground and are upon him before he can fully regain his feet. The speed and ferocity of your attack seems to have caught the necromancer off guard. He exhales sharply as he struggles to fend off your attacks, while stabbing you repeatedly with a bone-handled knife. 
Also, I wonder how Tarangar's doing. I bravely face Necromancer. He laid a brutal stroke for eight damage, while the Necromancer stabs at you with a bone-handled knife. Oh, I, oh, he fled from combat. Oh, dear. I, mean, I can't really complain. A strange, disorientating feeling washes over you. I'm totally blurring your vision. Amidst the confusion of the episode, you watch with great dismay as the necromancer retreats towards a portal that silently opens before, behind him. As the sensation that nearly immobilizes you fades, the wicked mage steps into the portal and disappears from sight in the, in, in the impenetrable darkness of the vortex. The portal swiftly and silently closes. The din of the waiting battle washes away the lingering dismay. May you feel having missed yet another opportunity to bring down the necromancer. On the north side of the kit, Zara Mark and his horde are savagely assailing Targar, who is remarkably holding his own. His war cries, his war cries rise above the bloodthirsty shrieks of his enemies as his mighty axe cuts a broad arc before him. With no time to spare, he decides at once to leave Tarangar to his fate and immediately rush over to free the captives. The fourteen captives, eight men and six women, stare in disbelief as you rush up and begin to undo the rough lengths of rope that bite cruelly into their wrists and ankles. You untie two, two men and a woman, and with the right of help manage to f- free the others in only a minute or two. You immediately instruct the free village to head east towards the river, and then upstream towards Doromir. Norman with long, dark hair takes charge of the group and leads them swiftly east out of the impression. As the villagers disappear from view, view into the forest, a shrill, blood-curdling shriek, the last sound to erupt from the brutal goblin battle, rises into the air and echoes eerily off the surrounding clouds. A lone goblin staggers into view and collapses near the centre of the broad impression. It is cut, and across his back is a long, gaping wound. The unmistakable signature of the mighty stroke of an axe. Stepping past Kurok's body, he is surprised and sought strange relief to find Tarkar standing with four other mounting goblins on his side. The blood-spattered goblin wire with both hands resting on the plumber of his axe, stares down at the bulky corpse li- lying face up at his feet. This is the body of his brother, Sagamoth. You have what you've came for, he says coldly, turning his crew again. Don't you? These four have sworn themselves to me and will be spared. And, oh, bad. what a red coat. You tell Tarangar that Necromancer has escaped, and he nods. Zalgamoth will no longer wave human lands, he says, turning his eyes to the lifeless body of his brother. We will go into the wilds. Get out of my sight, human, and we may all part peace- peaceably. Ugh, he to kill his brother? That, that, that's sad, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's sad. Let's continue. Tarangar's sudden change of demeanour catches you at guard, repeats his demand for you to leave. You sense that the swing could be the benefit of the mount- mountain goblin standing at his side. You also sense, however, 
demands that Danny, including the slaying of his brother, were carried out for a reason of his own. And has little to do with your desire to rescue the human Zakamoth has taken captive. It's a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may be in some way linked to the choice you are about to make. Now, I can leave Tarangar as demanded, or I can attack Tarangar and his goblin kin. Now, the thing is, if Tarangar is slain, someone else will become chieftain of whatever part of his clan is left. And that person will probably seek revenge. And they won't know who, to, who exactly they're seeking revenge on. So they'll just go that village. And that's what will happen. That's what usually happens when you kill when you kill kill leaders. So and also he kept his promise and more. He didn't just leave me to the captives. He fought his own brother. For his own reasons. But okay, I also benefited. He could have done that, he could have waited, he could have done it later, he could have allied with him and then betrayed him. Plenty of reasons. He, 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 he served, he, whatever his own objective was, he, he happened to fulfill it at a time that was to my advantage. Leave as Tarangar has demanded, and I will. He turned, also, he's a, he looks like he's a really strong guy. He turned and leave the broad impression. Heading east towards the river. Every few steps you glance back over your shoulder to make certain the goblins have not moved. Tarangar and the four goblin warriors standing at his side remain in place, silently watching you until you are no longer in sight. You catch up with the three villagers, nearly a mile upstream from where you came ashore in a small boat. They all drained and horrified by a recent ordeal. But each of them thanks you repeatedly for your heroic efforts that undoubtedly saved their lives. With good reason not to immediately return to Mixbull, you instruct the people to tell the authorities of Witherport that Tarangar has fed less and is not likely to be back back in these parts soon. You only hope that what you've, what you've to- just told the villagers will prove true. As you turn away from the, from the villagers, you prepare to head back to the small boat and make your way across the Wither. Rises suddenly to onto your white wrist. There, freshly emblazoned on your skin, is a third tattoo in the likeness of a tall, thin flame. In the days that follow the events in Mirksburg, you learn that four goblins, four goblins who shared the hangman's platform at Tarangar, managed to escape in the confusion have not been found. You can't help but wonder if they've already made their way back to the side of their fearsome chief. Yes, yeah, I hope they have, because generally we, I want the side, I want the cautious side of goblins, goblins, goblins to be as powerful as possible, because then they're less likely to do something stupid and violent. 512 experience to general. Uh, I'm back, and I some... After a few days hiding out in smaller villages, I made my way back to Mirdspil. I'm now going to save my game and...
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.